ML Nation, episode 429. Uh, the best thing that you can do is just take massive action. Push yourself to take some action. And I promise you, mentally, you're going to feel better about your business. And remember, the reason you're doing the business, too, is going to, of course, help you. Welcome to MLM Nation, a podcast of leaders, by leaders, for leaders, hosted by Simon Chan. He's built teams to over 80,000 and is now a full-time business coach and trainer. So if you're ready to level up your business, join us right now. Here is Simon Chan. If you want to create online duplication in your business, make sure you check out our free resources on our website, mlnation.net. Not only will you be able to recruit, but you get the latest how-tos and strategies on how to duplicate online. Just go to mlnation.net. Again, that's mlmnation.net. ML Nation, this is Simon Chan. I'm fired up to bring our special guest today, Craig Moore. Hey, Craig, are you ready to make it happen? I'm good to go. Craig Moore has over 13 years of network marketing experience, has built a global business, and is currently expanding in Australia and New Zealand. He got started in MLM at 19 years old because he saw that he could do it. He realized that most of the top earners in his company didn't come from a sales background, nor worked in a, in a company's uh, in the industry, the service sector that he was joining. So yet, even without that experience, they were all successful. By the time Craig turned 21, he was traveling around the world, pursuing his dreams and building his business. Craig was born and raised in Victoria, Canada, and he loves fishing. So, Craig, I've given ML Nation a brief intro, but take us back to when you were 19. How did you get started? How did you get introduced, and how did you get started? Great. Thanks, Simon. Uh, and before so, I just want to give a, a huge shout-out to you. I appreciate what you're doing for the industry, anything to educate people and uh, provide value to people who are in the field, uh, I think uh, is a great thing. So, so thank you for having me on. But, uh, yeah, I started about 13 years ago uh, with my company in the industry, uh, 18, 19 years old. My mom came home. Obviously, I was living at home at that time. And she said, hey, I'm going to start a new business, and you're going to do it with me. And I said, okay, you know, what's it, what's it all about? And she gave me a very rough, a rough idea of the business and the model. And I think probably it was the right time in my life. You know, at that point, uh, being a teenager, I had already started working two different jobs seven days a week, and I was dissatisfied. Uh, when I saw this, I liked the idea, I liked the concept. Uh, we got off to an extremely, extremely slow start. Obviously, I had no business experience. Uh, can you imagine an 18- or 19-year-old kid talking to you about starting a business or making money? Uh, I was pretty slow. Uh, but yeah, myself, my mom, and we have one other business partner started together uh, 13 years ago. So did your mom have network marketing experience before, or did she just uh, caught the bug and like wanted to share with no. you? Zero, zero. None, none of us had any experience, uh, and I think that, that may have been why we started off a little bit slowly, but uh, no, no experience. So when you said you had a slow start, what did you mean by that, slow start? I would say uh, it probably took, no lie, a good year and a half or two years, even just to get an idea of what we were actually supposed to be doing. And, uh, you know, we had no upline support, no coach, no mentor, no trainings. The city I live in is about 250,000 people. Uh, so there was no weekly support training meetings, uh, literally no conference calls. It was the blind leading the blind for about a good year and a half to two years. And it was at that point where we finally got a hold of things and I was able to go full time. So obviously with not much line support, you probably didn't make much money. 
Neither knew my. No, so zero, <laughs> zero. I think my first check was ten dollars and seventy-five cents. I don't even think I cashed it. So why did you save that check, right? It's a good souvenir. Yeah. So yeah. So why did you stay in the business? How come you didn't quit? What kept you in it? What kept you in it? Uh, I thought about that. You know, I thought about that over the years. I thought, why? Why did I continue to do this? And I think probably uh, the one thing, like I imagine, for most networkers who are watching this, it was an event. You know, I went to my first international training event or my first larger event. Uh, you know, where there's tens of thousands of people there. And at the age of 19, I was probably quite impressionable. And I saw people, uh, like you mentioned, doing extremely well without experience. And I re remember specifically making a decision that, you know what, I like this. It's something I, I could see myself doing. And I remember making a decision and, and someone talking about uh, making a career of network marketing. And I got really excited at that point. And that's probably when I made a decision at that point to make a career out of networking. Mm. When did you attend this event? Was it right? Uh, how many weeks uh, or how many? How long was it after you joined the business to go to this event? It, it was fairly quick. It was within six months of getting started. I would have attended my first really, really big event. And uh, I went there with, with nothing, you know, basically going there to check out the business with my mom. Hmm. I mean, if you, didn't, if you didn't go to the event, you wouldn't be where you are today. So, I don't think so. I don't yeah. think so. Like the, the events are so impactful. Yeah. As much as we do so much online with social media these days, um, I feel like we're still very much an emotional business. It's still about you know meeting people, building relationships, and that's why I love the events. Yeah, no, that's what I meant. Like if you hadn't gone to the event, you definitely wouldn't have any success. You'd probably been out of the no. game because you weren't plugged in. You saw that belief, no. and there's the same no. like big decisions are made at big events, and you made that True. big decision. You saw that hey, you can make a career out of it. Um, True. Who, so. What did you do before then and that event? What made you go to the event? So some people quit right away. They have one or two months and, they, oh, this doesn't work. They quit. But how, what kept yeah. you in there um, to the point that before you went to the event? Because the event was a couple months later, right? You're yes. still in the business for a couple months. How, yeah. how come you stayed I don't in know, there? Honest, it, might, it might have just been stubbornness. I might have just been stubborn enough that uh, even today, I really, I don't know if this sounds selfish, but I very much enjoy proving other people wrong. Mm. And uh, at that time in my life, I, you know, I'm sure I was approaching people who were 19 years old, 20 years old, and 18 years old. And uh, I'm sure I had a lot of doubters, and that probably motivated me. I, I remember it actually did motivate. It still most me, motivates me today uh, to keep going, uh, and at least until I got to that first event. So after the event, what happened? After the event, uh, I made I made a decision that you know, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm committed. I'm going to get started. And it was at that point where we still didn't have any support system or training. I think it was at that point we started doing our own meetings. So we kind of created our own system. We did our own trainings, our own meetings, our own conference calls. And I seeked out mentorship. You know, I specifically remember thinking, okay, well, why, why would I try and figure this out myself? Why don't I just go and try and copy what someone else is doing? So it was at that point after maybe six months or, or 10 months in the business where I started looking for mentors and I was lucky to come across some great people. Very cool. And uh, it all started by making that decision to make it a career. So instead of like, blaming, I don't have a support, you start doing your own meetings. And I'm yeah. sure those, those first couple of meetings weren't that good, but you did them anyway. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I remember how bad they were. I wouldn't have signed up. Yeah. So um, what was like a light bulb moment that happened right, where you start really getting results? Like uh, maybe so your business really start taking off. Yeah, I think, uh, I think probably a big light bulb moment was at some of the these events that I was attending, plugging into, I remember uh, uh, learning a couple things. And one of those things was something someone just told me, which is called following the money. And at that point, I had, I had no idea what that actually meant, follow the money, follow the money. 
And I realized as I kept hearing it in different trainings of leaderships uh, from my mentors, what it actually meant. And it was probably my biggest breakthrough moment where I started understanding that. And what, what that simply meant was not, not just every business, but every market, and every area. And, and there's certain times in life and in business where you have these seasons where all of a sudden everything's going great. There's tons of momentum. And what I started to do is I started to piggyback off of that. So I think probably my biggest moment like that was uh, following the money. Recently, I just did that in New Zealand. I got back like literally three days ago from New Zealand. And uh, I went down there because we were going to launch a new product. And I figured, okay, this is going to be good. This would be me following the money. And sure enough, within 45 days of being in New Zealand, we became the number one producing uh, team in the company. My wife right now is number one, uh, all based off of just following the momentum. Hmm. Um, can you, that's really interesting. Can you give me a couple more examples of follow the money for like the average distributor who's sure. listening right now? What would be another example sure. of follow the money? Sure. Another example for the average distributor, you know, if you're looking at this right now, more than likely your, your company uh, is going to go through good times and bad times, like every company. There's, there's no such thing as a perfect company. Um, but what, what I try and tend to do if you're the average distributor is look for momentum. Follow the path of least resistance. If you're trying to push, 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 and it, it's just not cracking in maybe not just your local market, but in general, look for the path of least resistance. Who in your company right now is rocking? Who's killing it? What are they doing? What are some tactics or techniques that you can uh, copy into your system? And even if they're not in your local area, how can you get some action happening in their local area? Uh, and if that means bridging, you know, if you can't physically be there, the great news with social media and all the tools that we have is you could spend time bridging into that hot zone or that area and piggyback off that momentum. Great advice. Why well, work harder when you can work smarter, right? Definitely. Very good stuff. Uh, I'm going to have these on the recap and the show notes. I want to do a little recap on this. I'm taking a lot of right. notes here. Hey, um, so here's my favorite question. What yes. was your worst, worst, worst moment in network marketing? To the point that most people will have quit, but uh, you did it. And that's why you are where you are today. I, I know it right away. It, it was when I thought I thought that reaching a pin level, reaching a promotion level, or a rank advancement uh, was gonna be was gonna be my my goal. That's what I got to do. I got to hit this pin level. I got to hit this promotion. I got to hit this rank level. And um, and I quickly realized that hitting a rank level is awesome. It's great to promote. It's great to hit that. But it doesn't matter if you haven't learned the skills along the way. So what I re what I realized over the last probably five years is that it's not just about hitting a rank, hitting a position, hitting a pin level, getting a promotion. You need to be able to perform at that level as well. And you need to have the skills to stay at that level and move forward. So I always talk to my leaders, and I just talk to people about you know, leadership, uh, leadership and skill and circumstance. You know, are you a leader of skill or are you a leader of circumstance? And a leader of circumstance, I've seen it happen before, I'm sure you have as well, where somebody gets promoted, they have stuff going on, but they can't maintain that, they can't keep growing, it was just the right place at the right time. And that's, that's a nice problem to have, it's great. Right? But ultimately, uh, I would much rather people be leaders of skill, because leaders of skill, like in that worst moment of my career, where we hit that level, everything dropped, we had no production, we had no leadership, we had no growth. Uh, thankfully, I had learned enough skills at that point where I could go back and rebuild it. And I think great, build, great leaders are always great at rebuilding. Definitely. Great leaders are great at rebuilding. Um, that's the, actually, tells you the difference between a real and a fake leader. Can they rebuild? A real, a, a real and a fake? 
Yeah, well, a fake one can't rebuild. It got lucky at the right place yeah. at the right time. Yeah. And they lose it, and then yeah. that's it, you know? Yeah, and I see it happen all the time. And it's, 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 a, it's a nice problem to have if you're, if you're hitting a huge promotion based on luck. And there is an element of luck in network marketing, let's be honest, but it's not going to last forever. If you can become a leader of skill, you know, there's nothing stopping you. you could, they could parachute you, drop you into the jungle, and you're going to be able to rebuild your entire organization. So let's shift gears a little bit. Let's talk about um, glow, growing globally. Have you built in sure. different countries? And even sure. when you were at a young age at 21, you were able to expand. So how did you? Yeah. How did that get started? And also, like, how did people give you credibility? Like, 20, did you target people your age or target people older? How did you do that? It was that? tough. Yeah, it was, uh, it was extremely tough. I think in the younger ages, uh, I'm 32 now. I just turned 33, actually, but... Uh, I think in the younger years, it was definitely difficult um, establishing credibility with people. You know, I, I tried to dress as sharp as I could and act as you know mature as possible. But I remember, I remember being in Australia, being 20, 21 years old. I wasn't even old enough to rent a car. You know, so it was definitely, uh, definitely difficult challenges doing that. But it all started from here. It all started from one city, networking, referring people, taprooting, and that's the power of the business. The larger your team grows. Uh, the more net you have of people who have contacts internationally. But it's actually pretty simple. You know, you're just asking people, hey, who do you know? Who do you know? Who do you know? Who do you know in New Zealand? Who do you know in Australia? Who do you know in any country that your company opens up into? And you could never leave your house, but still end up with thousands or tens of thousands of people on your team uh, in that new country. So when do you actually, so you can just in your local neighborhood or area, like in Victoria, ask, who do you know in Australia? And who do you know? They give you a couple contacts. Sure. When do you actually go travel there? Uh, I, I specifically tell people do not go until it's warranted. You know, I probably made a lot of mistakes traveling to areas that I should not have gone to. And now I'm a lot more selective with my, my time. But I wish I was I wish I was back then. You know, I remember driving around doing meetings that I should not have been doing, traveling to cities I should not have been traveling to. Not just the money you're spending going there, but also the time. You know, fracturing yourself and fracturing your momentum in so many different areas is difficult. So I tell people, look, don't go to an area unless it's absolutely warranted. You know, when that, and you'll know it, you'll know it. You'll have so much production, so much growth, so much leadership uh, in that area that you'll be forced to go there. And that's when it's a good thing. Like if I was in your team downline and I'll say, hey, you got to come out to uh, LA. Well, maybe I should know yeah. maybe LA because LA is a cool place to hang out, right? Um, maybe somewhere in, uh, uh, I'm trying to think of the, uh, Nova Scotia. We have a team going coming out here, cross country for you, right? What yeah, would I yeah. have? What would? And I'm a new distributor. What would I actually have to do, you know, to warrant you to? Hey, I'm going to come and fly. What are we out here to uh, support me? Sure, that's a pretty that's a pretty far trip. I <laughs> would uh, I would set them a goal. Yeah, I'd set them a target. I'd say, look, Simon, look, I really want to come support you. I'm excited to help you get started. Hey, look, before I pop out there, uh, I'm committed to helping you. But let's set some goals. Let's set some small goals for you to achieve. Let's let's go for having this many distributors on your team. When you hit this this advancement and this many distributors, I promise I'm going to do a trip out there. And when I do, um, you know, it's going to explode. You got to be ready for it. But I want you to be ready first before I actually get out there. So let's set some goals, whatever the targets are. Uh, you hit that, and my commitment to you is I'll jump on a flight. I'll come out there. I'll do a ton of meetings for 48 hours, and uh, and we'll do a blitz. Great great advice. Because if um, the person doesn't bring in new people, then it wasn't worth your time. You've been a total waste of your yeah. time. Then. Yeah, and you can do webinars. You can do everything online just to get them started. But there's no point in going to a brand new area for one person like I used to do. Uh, it's you know, it's it's time and money that you're investing, especially if you're just getting started. Hmm. 
what would you consider your to be your proudest moment in network marketing? It was very recently, very recently, uh, New Year's Eve. So just about a year ago, New Year's Eve, twenty sixteen, um, I got married to my uh, to my wife Lindsay, my beautiful wife, and we did we had a, we had a New Year's Eve wedding uh, here in Victoria, fireworks, the whole deal. But it was literally uh, just after we had the fireworks, the ceremony, the reception, everything was done. Um, I got an alert, a message from my, my company saying that uh, we had gotten promoted to the highest level in the company in Western Canada and the first people to do it. So it was a, it was a pretty cool moment to get married on the same night you get uh, a big promotion. It was pretty cool. Very cool. Uh, how have yeah. you seen the, since you've been in the profession for quite some time, 13 years, how have you seen yeah. the profession change since you started? Uh, I've seen it a lot. You know, to be honest, these days, I don't know about most people, but I really don't get like too many questions about the profession anymore. Most people know people who do networking. Most people know people who are involved in multi-level, especially social media these days. You can't scroll, at least I don't think you can scroll through your Facebook timelines, feeds, and not see somebody doing some form of networking or direct sales. So I think the acceptance has become way better. And uh, I feel like people are more proud to be doing it. You know, I know I'm proud to be a, a network marketing professional, and I think more people are, and it's becoming more accepted compared to how it was 13 years ago. So with technology and everything that's happening, I think over the next uh, next five years, it's going to become uh, even more of a way of life for people to make an income. Hey, everyone. Many trainers teach you how to recruit, but what makes ML Nation different is that we also teach you how to recruit and the latest strategies to create duplication in your team. Go to our website, mlmation.net, to get free resources and the latest tools on the 10 stages of online duplication. Again, that is mlnation.net. Hey, thank you for sharing that. Uh, as we co- go towards the end of, end of the show, some quick questions to pick your brain. Okay. Sure. The first one is, what is one of your favorite success quotes that motivates you? Uh, favorite success quote. Doubt will take you out of action. And action will take you out of doubt. That's great. And what I mean, what I mean by that is simply, you know, all of us as, as distributors, regardless of the company, we're going to have good times and bad times in the business. And when you do feel that doubt or that low energy level that you're having, and all these doubt, worry, and fear and hurts going through your brain, uh, the best thing that you can do is just take massive action. Push yourself to take some action, and I promise you, mentally, you're going to feel better about, about your business. And remember, the reason you're doing the business too is going to, of course, help you. Where's that quote from? Doubt in action. Is that from you? I, I'm no, no. I think I think one of the leaders in my company said that. I think that's really where good. I stole that from. But I, I just remember I liked it. Very, very good. Hey, yeah. uh, what is one habit that's helped you become successful, Craig? Uh, one habit: seeking mentorship. You know, from us starting, and, and when I say seeking mentorship, I mean as much as possible. And maybe I should say seeking mentorship, but asking questions. Uh, since we did not have an upline, we had no one coming to do meetings for us, presentations for us, or trainings for us. We were forced to seek mentorship. So even to this day, any chance I get to talk to someone who is either in momentum or they have achieved something that I want to achieve, not just in business, but in life as well, uh, I drill them with questions. You know, you can ask any, any of the leaders that I work with. Um, I ask questions, you know, perhaps to the point where I'm annoying, but look, you're not gonna you're not gonna get anything unless you ask a question. So seek mentorship, ask questions. I probably do that every day, if not every week, with people that I that I look up to in terms of mentors. And um, that's one habit uh, I probably evolved into is seeking and asking questions. 
if someone's listening to this right now, they feel, they, they're scared. I mean, they see like a top leader and they're scared to approach them for uh, advice. Sure. What advice, what yeah. tips could you give them? I would say just do it. Look, most of the top leaders in network marketing, uh, if they're true professionals, are going to want to answer questions. I just took a phone call yesterday from uh, a, you know, a very, very new IBO, nothing, nothing to do with my downline. I, there's no financial gain in it for me. Um, but I remember what it was like having no coach and no mentor and having questions. And uh, I wouldn't be afraid to do it. You know, reach out to these people. If they don't give you the answer, find someone else. But you got to be proactive in finding people. Uh, and that's why I love, you know, your uh, MLM Nation so much is it's an opportunity for people who maybe don't have, have local mentors and maybe they're overseas or in a different market that they don't get to talk to you every day to at least get some online mentorship from someone like yourself. Yeah, I've also realized that people who are successful. They're all givers. For sure. Like, like you wouldn't yeah, be here. Sure. You and both of us wouldn't be where we are if someone hadn't helped us out. And it's like paying it for it. So someone helped us, and now you get a certain level. You want to give back as well. Yeah, 100%. What's the best piece of advice you ever received? Best piece of advice would be uh, longevity. Longevity solves all problems. Eventually, you're going to get this thing, you know. As long as you stick it out, longevity will solve all your problems. You'll learn, you'll solve the issues, you'll move forward, you'll deal with the challenges. But longevity in uh, in direct sales and networking, I honestly think, is everything. And uh, it's just going to get easier for you over time as long as you're working on your skills. That's so, so true. So true. Um, do you have a favorite prospecting tool you use? So say you have a qualified prospect. What do you do? Do you get on the phone with them? Do you send them a link to your company video? Do you do a Zoom? Or what do you like to use? Sure. Yeah, we use Zoom, we use Zoom a bit as well. Um, you know, our company is still very much old school in terms of uh, face-to-face and belly-to-belly. So my favorite tool, um, yes, of course, I love social media and uh, online presentations. Maybe that is the initial contact. But whenever possible, I still love building rapport. You know, that, that would be my number one tool is building rapport with people and getting to know them, shaking hands. Until we're all robots. You know, I think uh, I think rapport building and remembering that we're in an emotional business, a people business, is the name of the game. So, I like that. Yeah, I like rapport building. Do you have a favorite online resource, like a Dropbox or Evernote, or favorite app on your phone that you could recommend? Uh, favorite app? Um, sure, probably the audio, like an audiobook app. Like um, I would say that's probably my favorite app. But most of my resources that I'm putting together in terms of videos and stuff, I'm going to share on my Facebook. Hmm. What's the last audiobook that you listened to? Um, most recently, I think I think it was uh, Tools of Titans. I think was my last audiobook I most recently listened to. But I have a ton. You know, I'm not a massive, massive reader itself. I'm more into audiobooks um, personally. Uh, speaking of books, what is one book you could recommend to our listeners? Definitely one book. Uh, your first year network marketing, even though it's very old school. You know, there's still a lot of principles in there that you can apply to your business. And, um, you know, you can take a lot from it. But definitely your first year network marketing, perhaps GoPro, anything like that. Here's the last question, the million-dollar yes. question. You ready? Yeah. Yes. So you've done this before, so I'm interested in what you would do now. Imagine you had to start sure. all over again and you knew no one. So didn't know your mom, yes. didn't know your wife. You were kind of like an alien that went to another universe, but they had network marketing. And yeah. you had all your current skills, knowledge, and wisdom. What's the first thing you do or the first place you go to find prospects and build an MLM business from scratch? I've done this at least a dozen times, rebuilding, and, and uh, not afraid to do it. The first thing I would do is I put together a 90-day game plan. Step number one is I put together a 90-day game plan, and 
and I would fill my calendar. I'd fill my calendar. I would be doing meeting after meeting after meeting. And I believe that starting momentum and recruiting is not one thing, it's all things. It's a combination of everything. And I would really be focused on personally me myself, since I have no team, I'm starting from scratch. How many meetings and exposures, whether that's online or in person, it doesn't matter, are you doing on a daily and weekly basis? I have a big belief in our industry. I have a belief that most distributors, most people watching this are probably doing the right things. You know, they're probably presenting, they're probably prospecting, they're probably, you know, piquing people's interest. Um, but my belief is they don't do enough of it. You know, until you understand that this is a numbers game, you've got to talk to enough people, you've got to go through the trenches and do the grinding. Um, that's where you're going to create momentum is when you're really exposing your opportunity to a lot of people. So I would put together a 90-day game plan, and I would personally be doing uh, at least five or ten peaks or contacts every single day, face-to-face, uh, -face, online, and then just fill in my calendar with as many exposures as possible. Where would you go find people? Where would you go meet people? Uh, I would definitely start. I would definitely do a lot of online. You know, I would jump onto Facebook. I would be contacting people right away online. But you know, I'm not even afraid to do, go old school, man, and talk to people face to face in the street. You know, I I, I was in New Zealand. Uh, I was in New Zealand for the last 67 days, and I started two lines from from scratch, zero. Uh, one was started from my Uber driver. You know, I just talked to my Uber driver. I was in there anyways. Why, why wouldn't I contact the guy? Uh, and you never know, you know, he could be something huge or he could not be, but unless you contact him, you're not going to know. So how did you get an Uber driver? What, um, what was, what piqued his interest? What got him interested? I, I literally just said to him, you know, in the last 10 seconds, as I'm about to jump out of my Uber, I said, Hey, listen, this is going to sound completely crazy, but I'm actually down here from Canada, uh, expanding a large company. I'm looking for some people uh, to help us expand the company. You know, you're driving Uber. Do you do anything outside of this? And he goes, yeah, I got a full-time job as well. I said, Oh, it's great, man. Well, Hey, do you ever look? at like businesses or opportunities outside of this he said yep i exchanged info with him you know i gave him my card he gave me his number i then met him the next day for uh you know old school a cup of coffee we sat down for 10 or 15 minutes we built built a relationship got to know each other and he joined the team on the spot he signed up paid on the spot and you know i, I think i think networking is so simple but i find most people just never do it you know if you talk to one person a day you're going to get a little bit of traction, but to create massive momentum, you've really got to go through the numbers and you got to not be afraid to talk to people. Yes. Awesome. Hey, thank you so much, Craig. As we wrap up, any last words of advice? And then what's the best way our listeners can connect and contact you? Um, the best way to contact me is probably jump on social, track me down on, uh, track me down on Facebook. I'm, I'm pretty easy to find. I'd love to connect with everybody. But uh, my piece of advice would be treat people the same way coming in your business as they do leaving your business. A lot of people are gonna come in your business, a lot of people may leave your business, uh, but treat them the same way going in the business as they do leaving, because if you do this for 13 years like I have, or 10 years or five years, you're gonna have a lot of people come back to you who wanna sign up again, and if you treat people with respect, if you appreciate the time they put into their business, uh, I promise you long-term, uh, you're gonna get some amazing results. And then what's the best way people can reach out to you? Uh, you? Facebook, you can track me down on Facebook, okay. Craig Moyer. Uh, that's probably the best way to track me down on social media. Hey, ML Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And today, you've been hanging out with Craig Moore. So keep up the momentum and go to MLNation.net and just type in Craig, C-R-A-I-G at the search bar. And the show notes and all the nuggets of wisdom that Craig shared will be right there. In order to be successful in network marketing and in life, you must help others. So, Craig, thanks again for paying the forward, for sharing your valuable time with ML Nation. We're grateful to you, 
and we appreciate you for having a positive impact on millions of distributors worldwide. Thank you so much again, Craig, and God bless you. Thank you, Simon. Thanks for having me. Hey, this is a quick reminder that if you want to create online duplication in your business so that not only are you creating content that tracks prospects and helps you recruit online, but more importantly, you get to duplicate online as well. Make sure you check our free resources on the 10 stages of online duplication on our website, mlmnation.net. Again, for your free resources on the 10 stages of online duplication, go to our website, mlmnation.net. Hey, ML Nation, Simon Chan here with a recap and review from a great show from Craig Moore. If you like this, please share on social media. Also, reach out to him. If you want to uh, get all the show notes and reach out to him, there's a link. Go to mlnation.net. Just search for Craig, and the show notes page will be right there. Uh, when we start off, you know, when he got started at 19, I think the big turning point is events, right? You got to go to events, events, events. And... What happened at the event? It was number one, he saw himself doing it. He saw he would make it a career. He made that decision. Remember, big decisions are made at big events. He decided, I'm going to make this a career. And uh, and right after, afterwards, he started taking off because instead of relying on, hey, you know, the, it's the mental shift. Well, I don't have upline support. No one's coming out to me. He said, I'm going to make it a career. I'm going to start doing my own meetings. And he said, they were bad. He wouldn't even have signed up, right? By the way, you got to be bad in order to be good. And you got to be good in order to be great. And now Craig is great. But he started off with nothing, no upline support, but I stayed in there. I think the one thing that kept him there was he wanted to prove others people wrong, right? He had a little chip on his shoulder. And he always wanted a habit of a seek out mentorship, asking people. And I, I'm really grateful he asked him, said about that because I know when I first started, I was like shy, like, you know, would this person help me out? You know, people who are successful, they're all givers. They... And I, I remember later on, a couple months, I had a huge mentor that helped me out. Uh, he's not even in network marketing, but helped me out. And people who are successful always pay for it. Because at one point in their lives, they were where you were at as well. right? There was a time when I was a nobody and someone helped me out. And because they made an impact, uh, I helped others as well. So if you're there, you see a top earner somewhere in your company at an event, go out there, just ask questions. And don't just say, hey, what's a, get, what's a tip? Be specific in your questions. Ask them something, and they'll be more than happy to help you. A great tip that Craig shared was follow the money, the trends. Look at what's going on in your company, or there's new markets, new product. What um, is up? You know where can be easy momentum, right? And go all out there, right? And also, it could be a market. If there's a lot of action going in this market, go into that market, right? Bridge into the hot area, the market, the area. Or is a certain group of people who are joining, go get yourself involved. Find out what's working in your company, what the hot areas are, and get a piece of that action. Okay. Uh, next, moving on. I love this. Are you a leader of skill or circumstance? Right? There are people who are leaders, they hit the rank, but if you hit the rank with no skill, you're going to lose it all. And I tell you, it's more, more painful. And I shared this recently on a behind-the-scenes episode, that who are the unlucky ones? They're the lucky ones who got lucky are actually the unlucky ones because they can't do it again. And they lose everything. It's kind of like the people got lucky win the lotto. Their lives are way worse because they had it and they lost everything, right? So you got to develop your skill. And if you have something, your business drops, and you just know that, hey, you weren't that leader. So you got to grow into becoming that leader, right? And great leaders can always rebuild. So if you have to rebuild or you're rebuilding now, great. Then you're on your way to become a great leader because I really have never met anyone that didn't have to rebuild. Uh, or if even I'm thinking back 
to my U.S. business that kind of grew and then kind of collapsed. And, you know, me and my leaders, we re- I shouldn't say me and my leaders, leaders, our leaders and I, we rebuilt, reinvented ourselves to create that volume back, right? So all great leaders can rebuild. Uh, in terms of global markets, going to different countries, great advice from Craig about uh, just ask people. It doesn't matter where you are, online, offline, who do you know? Your company's expanding in Australia. Who do you know that lives in Australia? Do you have any friends in Australia? Just ask that question. Who do you know? And it's networking. One person leads to another. And often, the person who's giving you that recommendation or referral may not be the one for in the business, but they know someone. And that person may know someone and know someone and going down that line. Uh, great tips from Craig. Great tips from Craig that don't go until it's warranted. And I've made this mistake before, going too early to visit someone. They definitely have to have some small goals, hit certain targets before you invest your, not just your money, but your time. Okay, the time to go, go out there. I love this quote. Doubt will take you out of action. But action will take you out of doubt. So if you have doubt, lack of self-esteem, whether whether this can do it, just get yourself into action and you're guaranteed to get better. You know, Craig, I love what the, the tip he shared. Most of your emulation, you're doing the right things already. You know what to do. But the problem is you are not doing enough of it. You may be prospecting, but not prospecting enough. You got to put yourself out there 5, 10 invites a day at least. Right, the minimum. I say five invites. You go out there. There could be five no's, but you gotta go through the numbers. And networking. You know, he's got a huge team out in New Zealand. Uh, he got it from this Uber driver, right? Today, our company's expanding. Was wondering, um, have you looked at doing something outside of your job, right? Something like that. Now, I'm sure that person joined, but lots of people haven't joined Craig. But it's a numbers game. You keep going. No emotional attachment. You move on. And you know, great. Uh, another good tip is longevity, right? Thinking long term. So if you have the longevity, you think about this. Long longevity solves no problems. You're thinking long term. So if you do ask an Uber driver, they say no. If you do ask ten Uber drivers and they all say no, it doesn't matter because you're in this business for long term. That one or two people that say no to you doesn't make that much of a difference. Um, so longevity solves all problems. And the last thing is, this is a uh, yeah, re- this is still whether you're online, offline, still relationship building business, especially online. You know, great talk about building rapport, getting to know people. It is a you know people. We just this business about people. So connect with them. Okay, connect with them. Be someone's friend. All right, Emma Nation, awesome show. Definitely connect with Craig Moore, great leader, especially very young, expanded to different countries. Thanks again to Craig Moore. Thank you for listening. If you like this, please subscribe. Give us a review on iTunes. We really appreciate it. And go out there and make it happen because remember, we're in the profession to help others. So go out there and have a positive impact on someone's life today. Thank you for listening. God bless you all. Thanks for joining us today. Now head over to MLMNation.net for valuable recaps of every show and also to get your free training resource on how to use online duplication to grow your business. Thanks again for being a part of this amazing profession.